Good evening, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Shoot the Defence. I'm Stel, I've got Steve, Rod, Saj. The gang is back. How are we doing, gentlemen? Hello, Stel. Good evening, mate. How you doing, Yo, Steve? good, thanks, Stel. All good, okay. thank you. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> Rod, how you doing, man? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not 40 points down in FPL already. We've solved the problem, so we're happy. Oh, you, you've, you've done some troubleshooting. <laughs> you, you called the support I line. I realise I can't make five to six changes a week, so I can make maybe one. Yeah. Roger called the support line FPL. Guys, I've got a problem. <laughs> why? Why I got 80 points this week. Why am I only on 40? <laughs> because you made 12 substitutions, my friend. Like, what? Minus nine points? What? What the fuck? Well, know. look. You learn from your mistakes. It's taken you two years, three. Yeah, yeah. We'll sort it out now. At least I got it now, right at the start. Catch up. No problem. There you go. And Sag is going to join our, our little mix. So, yeah. Yeah, beware. Yeah, you're only 27 behind. Fighting talk. You might as well start now, yeah. Two games into the season. Fighting talk. I love it. I love it. Right, gentlemen, where shall we begin? Where shall we begin? Because this episode is actually called Is Ollie at the Wheel Again? Because as people might know, Man United lost 2-0 at Spurs. I'm going to start with you, Rod. Terrible performance against Wolves. And we thought that United might step it up against Tottenham. But it was Ange that did the job. Talk to me. No, I'm fully deserved as well. Um, first, yeah, first time I've ever seen a Tottenham team bully a United team, really. Outplay them. Um, outwork them. Um, yeah, it just doesn't look good at the minute if we go through the team. Anana looks solid, um, probably an improvement. Um, Wambasaka, yeah, he's getting better. Varan, steady if he's if he's not injured. Martinez is not the same. Uh, Shaw, I don't know what he's doing. Left back for the, one of the goals for him and Ganacho. Ganacho can sprint forward but can jog back. That, that doesn't work for me. And why was your left back to stay in your box? You know, your job's to stop crosses, mate. So get out there and stop it. Um, you just stood there and just didn't do anything. So it was too late. Um, midfield looked lost. Just two rabbits running about and a, an old man at the back looked like. Uh, just running, just running about. Just absolutely getting outrun by Wolves. And uh, James Madison running the show against all three of them and making them all look silly. And then you've got Marcus Rashford, who's just terrible, terrible player. Terrible player at the minute. Um, can't trap a ball of cement. Looks like a baby when he's not playing in his in his position. Struts about like he's Ronaldo when he's not. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, Anthony, one trick pony. Um, and who else? Mm -hmm. He's a young player, so you know they looked. They looked off since they've come back. The jet lag, they don't know, but other teams have been away. Chelsea didn't look jet lagged on Sunday, even though they got beat, but full of energy. So yeah, it's it's worrying. It's worrying. It's that midfield. If they don't sort, they don't sort that out. They've got no chance. Absolutely no chance. And it's clearly done what I play McTominay. Just left him on the bench. Made five subs, so he wants rid of him and he wants to bring someone in. So does McTominay just want to sit there and sit on the bench, or does he want out? So he's got a force to move, I feel. Uh, 
So, but yeah, it don't look good at the minute. Is Ten Hag losing his grip? You reckon, Rod? Because you know, obviously, Harry Maguire has actually stood his ground and he's not leaving. McTominay doesn't want to go. Um, I don't know. Just Mason... problems, mate. You've got you've got upstairs that that, that that no, we'll probably touch on this Mason Greenwood stuff later. Why has it took six months? Why has he not had a plan in place for if this happens? This happens. This happens. Just like it's bunch. It's run by a bunch of amateurs. This is a one of the biggest clubs in the world. They should have a prepared for all outcomes. Instead, they're just going on the fly. It looks like it's just Timper, and then you've got um, the signings. You bought a player in. He's fucking injured. It's the most important player that we needed for the last three years. Three years, and we, we, we what, go back to Marshall. Come on, it's uh, he's not getting helped. He's not getting helped, but um, he needs to get someone in for that midfield. But um, I, I still, I still think he needs time. I think, uh, but you know, the Wolves are closing in. You know, he needs to he needs to sort it out because there's teams that look a lot stronger. Chelsea, yes, they're work in progress, but they're like full of energy yesterday and young. So once the guys get forward, they'll be they'll be a force. Arsenal again grinded out an hard result against them. a difficult place to go. Crystal Palace always a difficult place to go there, and they they've got a young team full of energy. So it's a good result there. So they'll be up there. And Tottenham, they look a different outfit. You know, they bring a centre forward in. You know, you know, we're looking at Newcastle, they look decent. Liverpool. So out of all them teams, we're behind all them teams at the minute, what I've seen in the last two games. Saj, when you look at United's first game against Wolves, you could think, all right, first game of the season, they're not going to be firing on all cylinders. But then you see that performance against Spurs. And at what point do you think this guy's team selection is a little bit funny because he went with the same lineup as the Wolves game. Didn't make any tactical changes. Same system, same players. Pretty much, okay, United won the first game, but okay, the Wolves had their fair share of opportunities and it's almost as if Spurs took their chances, whereas Wolves didn't. So where do you think the problem is? Do you, I look at, say, for example, Mason Mount in the middle of the park. Anonymous, completely anonymous. Uh, Garnacho has been terrible. Anthony, I saw him dribbling with his left foot, trying to cross the ball with his left foot, tackling with his left foot. Doesn't know how to use his right foot. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, um, I think yeah, a lot, a lot. There seems to be dysfunction within in the squad there. Um, as as Rod was saying, you know, uh, this this dysfunction is kind of leaking from the from the top. Um, you got a lot of players there that don't want to be there or, you know, are waiting for a massive pay-up. They may pay, pay massive wages. You're not going to walk away from five million or something like that uh, to leave. You're going to, you know, make sure you get all your money. So uh, uh, there's a lot of dysfunction there. Um, I, t I can only kind of bring it back to Arsenal where, you know, they've paid off the players in the beginning and now they're kind of, you know, Forcing, not forcing players to leave, but no one's getting any payoffs anymore. So you, sometimes you need to take a hit to to move forward, and I think that's what probably Manu got to do with uh, certain players that he doesn't want in the squad or doesn't want around because they can bring um, 
disharmony within the squad, and then at least the, the two performances that you uh, that they've had on the pitch. I mean, if you look at the wingers, I, could, I only saw glimpses of the of both games, and Ganacho and Anthony are miles away, miles away from you know a traditional Manchester United winger. You know, they're, they're not even getting past the defender, let alone tracking back and doing, you know, the basics, what, you know, just giving 100%. So, you know, he's, he's got a massive problem there where he needs to, you know, get 100% out of all the players and have a have a plan in process to win different games. For sure. And Steve, if you look at Tottenham, work rate, physicality, organisation... They were on a different planet against United, and Poster Coglu's done. I think he's done a brilliant job already, given losing Harry Kane, hardly anything to spend in the summer. I think he's doing well so far. I think. Yeah. Yes, um, and obviously it feels like I would probably be um, reciting Jamie Carragher's words, but I said it six, eight months ago on here about Casemiro. He was going to be great for the here and the now, um, and um, eventually, though, there's going to be no value to his play. Or, or his contract, the, the the numbers of it, or the length of it. And uh, I do believe Tottenham have sized up in the middle of the pitch now. Um, they've got enforcers in there that get the ball back for you and stop counter-attacks. You know, Basuma uh, looks like he'll grow really into the job now. City have got Rodri. Liverpool have addressed it with, well, at least two signings to help those enforcers in the middle of the pitch. And I just don't think Manchester United... Um, start play from the middle of the pitch. I don't think they stop play from the middle of the pitch. Uh, and I don't think they intimidate in the middle of the pitch in any shape or form. And you're right what you say about, you know, the Tottenham manager. Um, I think he'll be quite... Uh, he won't be a threat to any of the of the top teams. So I think he'll be really popular this year. He might be able to take a result off the odd manager, but I don't think he'll threaten the top four. And I think he'll be a breath of fresh air to the Premier League with his personality. So, yeah, I agree with you with that. But, you know, Man United now, he's, he's just spent £400 million, um, Ten Hag. And, you know, people are still suggesting that the Glazers are a problem. But there's £400 million have been spent. And if they're going to do the job properly, they're going to have to spend another 100 at least, on a centre midfielder that the best teams have got. Well, apparently they have to sell before they can buy. That's that's the tagline now. That's what well, people were saying. Well, I think Rodri, so... was, I think Rodri was, was leaning towards almost saying it. Then if that's the case... The first thing that happens is stagnation, and then the mm. next thing that happens is the, is, is, is the slide. It's the it's the other teams just jump and just go past you, and they'll actually. I'm, I'm honestly, I honestly think um, I'm expecting a miserable few months because I think whilst this is happening, there's going to be four or five teams getting better. Yeah, I think again, you know, talk about transfers and stuff. I mean, that's not down to Ten Hag. That's down to the director of football and, you know, technical director bringing players in, balancing the books. It's been horrendous if you look at that point of view with the finances and not being able to bring in certain players and paying way over the odds for, you know, particularly last year for Anthony and probably Casemiro's probably not on his last legs, but you know, again, what. Um, was said earlier that you know you only maybe get a season, season and a half out of him. Is he going to last that the full length of his contract? Yeah, the get, unless he goes to Saudi, you're not even going to get a transfer fee. Well, that, that's that's what I'm saying. So you know, that's you might as well flush that down the drain. That money that could have been spent on, you know, potential or someone more more in their prime. I have a question. I think, I think Rodri's talking. Hang on. Rod's on mute. Rod's on mute. 
<laughs> like um, Sad said, they, they, the owners would have come in, the Qataris would have come in and bought it. They, like Sad said, they would have took that hit and they would have bought a yeah. Harry Kane, they would have bought a Young, so they would have probably bought both, but they mm. would have sought that midfield out. It's just, how long is it dragging on for? Yes, there's been money spent, but has it been spent well? I'm looking at the, the, the match Saturday and thinking, wait a minute, what's going on here? 40 million, 60 million, running about like an headless chicken, doesn't do anything in the game. And James Madison is running the show. What's going on here? I mean, I mean, on on the pitch stuff is obviously down to Ten Hag, but you know, transfers and uh, recruitment and stuff. I think he's obviously got some say, but that that kind of responsibility is down to the director of football and the people in, in you know CEO and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, Sam, yeah. Mason Mount might come good, right? But right now, he doesn't look like he should even be in the Premier League. And this no, I mean. I'd- I do, I do rate Mason Mount, but you know, if you send him on with no direction, you got no plan. Then you know, a great player can look average, or even worse than what or how he's playing at the moment. And how many of them top teams have you got in that that position that are that immobile? Mm. It's just they've they've all got legs. They can all run about. Declan Rice, the the, the two kids for Tottenham, tall, strong, quick. Um, Newcastle, the players they've got, even mm. they've got, they've got legs. Yeah, Chelsea, City, Rodri, he, he, you just can't do it. You, you need help. You need someone next to him. When Bruno Fernandez and Mason Mount next to him, they're too erratic. They're all over the show. And then when they break on us, it's just and he's in, and then Casemiro's gambling and he's too slow. And the gamble and then they're just in on us. And it's just every single time. It's just like schoolboy stuff. Mate, yeah. I'm I'm gonna say this, and I'll probably get slaughtered. But I think Bruno Fernandez is a big problem. I think he's a big problem. You know, you mentioned him being erratic earlier. Well, he shouldn't be captain. He shouldn't have made him captain. No, that's a poor decision. Whoever made him captain. And that header from six yards Wine out, whining, whinge, and moaner. It's just he would have been the same. Whoever would have been captain, he'd act the same. But you can't be captain acting like that all the time. Whinging, moaning, bothered and come to arms up in the air. It drive me fucking I'd strangle him if he was on my side. I don't think he's a fantastic player. And I think for people to be putting him on the same level as Kevin De Bruyne on social media, I think it's disgusting. I just Honestly, think it's, it's, it's terrorism. It's terrorism. No, it, it's it, it, it's, his numbers are good. His, his assists and his goals are, are okay. But as the same players, they're not even the same. Yeah, but I think a lot of the players now just pad up their stats, don't they? Do you know what I mean? Obviously, you can't pad up goals and stuff like that, or you can with penalties and stuff like that. I, I, need, like, I need to find out statistically his best season for United, because I guarantee you, in my head right now, I'm thinking that his best season was during the bloody pandemic, when there was no fans in the stadium. Kevin De Bruyne has got teammates to go all around with him. It's, it's in the big moments when he steps up. They're the big players in the big moments, and that's what Kevin De Bruyne does. Bruno Fernandes hasn't done that enough. Nowhere near enough. There's, 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 there's all solid players in City, but in the big moments, the big players step up, and that's what Kevin De Bruyne does. One minute. When, when was the, the pandemic, the, the COVID season was, what, 2020, 2021, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That's his best season. 18 goals, 12 assists. Yeah, it's all right. That's his best season. It's all right when there's no crowd in there and there's no pressure. 
Well, that's when we went unbeaten for like 30 odd games away from home, wasn't it? <laughs> Mm. Anyway, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Credits of Spurs, good performance, fantastic victory. They fully deserved it. And if no Harry Kane as well, so life goes on. Exactly, exactly. There you go, Steve. One nil City against Newcastle. Big, big victory that. And I'll tell you what, Man City were very, very organised, man. Very organised. I think they had to be. I think I think you you got hit the nail on the head there. Organised and a lot of concentration because they were absolutely shattered. I don't know how much work went into Newcastle in preparation, but it can't have been much. We're still playing at ten o'clock on Wednesday evening, winning a penalty shootout for the Super Cup, and then getting back from Athens. I know some supporters would say they get paid a lot for that privilege. They've got to deal with playing tired, and it's also why you would use a squad. But there was something about Guardiola at weekend where he was crying out for substitutes, but he let the Tired players get on with it till full time. Um, obviously, there's loads of star players missing or have left. Gundogan, Mares, Laporte, De Bruyne. And I think he looks at his bench now and it's very young. Cole Palmer, Calvin Phillips, uh, some lads you won't have even heard of. Um, and I don't think he trusted them on the 1-0. Newcastle were very good. They would never go away. But for me, I think Guardiola celebrated like I've not seen him celebrate before at full time. A, a lap of the pitch. I think it was a message to the schedulers to say you can keep trying to exhaust us, but we've just won a big three points. And he knew that the 1-0 win was going to be as big as any result this season because I, I know we're going to have a good Champions League campaign, I suspect, with travel as well. But I don't think we'll play another Premier League game where we finished the last half hour as tired as we looked and we found a different way to, to win, hold on to the scoreline, not score again, although Haaland put about four past the post. And I think there's still a lot to look forward to this year because of Alvarez and Phil Foden. Not in breakthrough seasons, because they've already broke through. One's won a World Cup. But I think they're going to get a lot more game time and a lot more action. And I think you'll see loads from them too. And I think you guys are signing Jeremy Doku. Are you signed him? He's in, mm-hmm. the yeah. He's in Manchester tonight, I think. So he'll be a good signing. Wing Sorry, up. Stel. Yeah, I think, it's the pace. I think it's the pace that's the attraction mm-hmm. because we love passing the ball around the penalty area and... Don't forget, all these lads are fit and they can all sprint. Look, that direct pace where we can just, you know, when the opposition is sick and, and absolutely got no spirit left and he can just do it in one pass. I'm not sure we've had it for some time. When you think about Mahrez, Threles, Bernardo Silva, the last direct pace was probably Leroy Sane. Mm-hmm. So to get some pace on the front line again makes us even better. There you go. There you go. Saj. Newcastle started the season very well. First game, absolutely thrashing Villa. I don't think this victory, this defeat will hurt their confidence. In fact, I think it might actually even galvanise them. I saw them going to their fans at full time, giving them a, a round of applause and everything. But it just seems that they, they didn't really trouble City. Is that a concern? Um, no, because I think they had a lot of that. Like last season, they keep it solid at the back, don't they, and try and kind of break away for goals when they're playing against the... Uh, so-called bigger clubs or clubs higher up the table. Uh, they try and keep it solid and not concede. Um, we saw that last season of, when they played Arsenal. Um, and obviously, they're bringing the same kind of game plan in this season, probably trying to build on what they did last season. So it's, it's not really much of a big surprise, but I'm sure they'll be kind of in and about uh, the same position at the end of the season where they were last season. Yep. True, true. Just a quick bit of news. They have moments, know. don't they? Right? They have little moments, Newcastle, and they've got to take the moments when Carl Wilson broke through. It could have been like two on one, I think it was, late in the second half. 
Uh, and, they, and they didn't take it, so... Yeah, and they got Isaac, as I, Isaac, you know, I think he's a fantastic yeah. player. Fantastic player. He can do something yeah. special. Avi Barnes will be a good sign for them as well. Yeah, direct. Well, they've got variation, Thanks. haven't they? Variation yeah. on both flanks, so, yeah. But a bit of information, I don't know if you guys saw, but Mason Mount is out for two weeks. Apparently, he's I missing it. two games. I saw that, yeah. 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 Perfect timing, isn't it? I, I think they're, they're shielding him because his brother went out on social media to have a go. I thought his dad would do it, but his brother did it this time. <laughs> Didn't but... he walk out with a boot on or was that James Madison? Madison. Well, James Madison definitely did. That was Madison, was it? No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Rod, Chelsea, you mentioned them early, earlier. They got walloped at West Ham. But... <sighs> Look, yeah, it, wasn't a wallop, it wasn't a walloping style. It, it was, no, Chelsea. Was, yeah, no, it wasn't. It, no, it, West Ham deserved the win in the end, but Chelsea, you know, they go 2 1 up and it could have been easily a, a, a proper drubbing. But West Ham stuck in there and come away with a well deserved 3 1 win. But Chelsea did look signs of good, but, you know, Brighton, if I was Brighton, I'd be. Laughing my cock off because that Conseiller was awful. awful. He came with a penalty, didn't he? He, he, he didn't look. He didn't look comfortable. You know, it's a big, big sign, big club, young lad. So I'm sure he'll come good. But yeah, it was a tough, tough game for him. But these, at least you're seeing signs that Chelsea are. You know, building something not just with the players, but in terms of the style that Pochettino is trying to implement there something's not clicking for them, which is understandable. They've got loads of new players. But then there's a stark contrast to United. So It's I the same thing as United, though, Stel. Sorry to interrupt. You, need, you, you can't have all this you know, this, this stuff in front of you but, and not have something up top to stick the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking just, the same. It's just... It's imperative to have a, a centre-forward, a top centre-forward to stick the ball in the back of that, or it just keeps on coming back and coming back and coming. Same with Rashford. He can't hold it up. So the ball is just going to keep coming back and coming back and coming back. And United just look predictable. Same with Chelsea, in a way. You've got to have someone, even though that Jackson is mobile and did, did, did okay, he still didn't score when he had the chances to score. So, you know, you need a centre-forward to put the ball in the back of that. And that's what yeah, I think as as, as was saying, it's kind of the same thing as uh, Man United, but they've got a different proposition where their players, they've bought lots of young players and they can actually build. So they've probably got a brighter future than Man United at the moment. But, you know, they're playing incredibly high wages there and they've got a lot of players they need to balance the books with, you know, again with Man United. Well, they're talking about Brennan Johnson possibly going to Chelsea, but... Sean says here, no on the head, Sean, because I was going to ask you guys, what about Big Rom? Why is he being cast out? Right, what's going on with him? Yeah, I don't know. He'd be a good fit for Tottenham. I, I, I mean, there must be something behind the scenes, but when you do see him in the media, he does come across as a bit of a, you know, prima donna, but... That's what he seems forward. like someone that doesn't like being shouted at. I don't think he would like being there. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> centre forwards are generally like that, aren't they? A bit selfish and stuff like that. But, um, <laughs> the, the uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> there's probably <laughs> something underlying there because, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's something underlying there, you know. Um, so we, we're not privy to that information, but you know, maybe he's gone in there and told them that he wants to leave or he's you know, he thinks he's bigger than what he is. So I don't know, but. Are you, Is he still training you know? there? I don't know. 
I presume uh, so. I mean, did he play any preseason games for them? No. 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 Nothing. So he's got no match fitness. He's got no, he's got nothing behind him to you know to for him to start a game. But you know, you just throw on a you throw him on. He's automatically going to take two centre halves, <laughs> and then that's where you get the breakthrough in other other positions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see, because apparently he's been pining over a move to uh, Juventus, but anyway. anyway. Yeah. Uh, quick, couple of quick things. First of all, the media, thank you for becoming a member. Really appreciate it, mate. And there's a question here that might even interest um, Steve. The media says, good evening, still the rest of the guys. I was looking at the post prices for the winner of the Premier League and City was 1.6 euro. That was the odds. Can't remember any similar low price. Do you, do you remember any prices that low? No idea. <laughs> yeah, not a gambling man either. I ain't got a clue. Oh. You put you put one euro down, you get one point six back. That's how that's how uh, oh, okay. much. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not really. I don't really look at odds. <laughs> Try to keep away from that. No. There you go. Oh, but that is incredibly he's, low, though. He's training with the under twenty ones, Lukaku. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, That's must like, it, must be, it must be a right trick. I don't know why. I don't know why he gets treated so badly. United couldn't get him out quick enough either. Mm. I mean, it must yeah, be right. something. Well, I hate, hate to take tight cast, but it must be something about the personality and what he brings to uh, into the club. Maybe it's just, just crap rap skills. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I just got fed up with it, really. Um, Saj, I'm not going to ask you about Brighton being a former Crystal Palace player, but Steve, good victory for Brighton. 4-1 away at Wolves. That Mitoma, he's looking <laughs> special, isn't he? Really. Yes. Is. Yeah. And they don't keep surprising because I think we've accepted now um, what they keep him. They keep improving and impressing. Um, and you just think every player sale, all oh, that will just slow them down. Um, that'll take something away from them. And then they've just got a conveyor belt of talent. You know, uh, you know. let's not forget as well, you know, whatever they're doing behind the scenes, they're getting the most out of Danny Welbeck than, you know, for some time in terms of playing time, um, minutes, obviously the same thing, and keeping him off the treatment table. I think he'll always like to go back on it. So, the, you know, the recruitment is getting a hell of a lot of, of, of credit the way the team playing, but obviously I reserve the best compliment for the manager who, who appears to be um, like going to be here for a long time as one of the best of his, of his type. Absolutely. Rod, Villa battered Everton 4-0. It, it was bad. It was really bad. I, I yeah. actually yeah. felt a little bit sorry for Everton, to be honest, for their fans more than anything, but... Yeah, to touch on just before that, to touch on Brighton. The only no. way I see Brighton falling is if that man, the, man, the manager goes and goes to a bigger club. Because at the minute, he's, he seems to be, whoever comes in, he seems to be doing a really, really good job. And just to not skip a beat and to keep playing the way they did for the end of last season is, is decent. It's really good football as well. But yeah, Tottenham seems to be in trouble. So same thing with talking about Chelsea. In, in United, they've got the same issue, but they're in, in the you no know, down there below. They need someone, you know, <coughs> Calvin Lewis out again, broken jaw, I think, or concussion, something like something along that line. So they need to get in. I think they're talking to Shea Adams from Southampton, but you know, will he get him out of trouble? 
well, they need someone who's going to stick the ball in the back of the net, or they, uh, I think, you know, they're running out of lives, Everton. How many times yeah. are they going to get out of it? Um, great phrase, great phrase. You think Sean Dyche is, is going to be, you know, getting nice and solid, and but you have to stick the ball in the back of the net. And Villa are going to be up there as well this year. Um, they got a good spanking on the start of the season by Newcastle, but Villa will be a decent team this year. So, but Everton, they need to sort the, the, the striker out or their curtains for them. The only way that the only way they'll survive is the, the, the worst team than them, and they, they may be with Luton and Sheffield United, but they may be fighting that, that first one. Yeah, this is it. I think Everton are in big, big trouble. They haven't really invested this summer. Uh, Dice is having to work with what he had with Lampard, and as, as good as Sean Dice has done over the years at Burnley, you know. Everton's a different level, man. No disrespect. It's a, it's a bigger club. That, you know, building a new bloody stadium. Can you imagine? They, they might have one of the best best stadiums in the country in the Championship next season. Mm. Good, big chance. Big chance of that, I mean. Yeah, they're atrocious. It's scary, man. Bad. It's scary. They look disjointed and like all, all across across the whole pitch. Well, these who they even brought in. This is the thing. They've got Ashley Young. I think Ashley Young was oh, the only new no. signing that played the weekend. He, he he had a nightmare, didn't he? Actually, young. I yeah. mean, two two of the goals were his fault. Um, you know, when you're recruiting a 38 year old and you're trying to progress, you know, there's probably a little bit of trouble there. Ashley Young had walking. a medical for Sean Dyche at Burnley, completely stripped, ready to go, agreed everything. 36 years of age, and um, then got a phone call from Aston Villa, presumably with a better contract, and said, "No, I'm going there." Drove up the M6 and signed for Villa. And Sean Dyche thought he was getting an old player with experience at 36. And then actually does get him at 38. It's 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 too it's a year or two too many. There's no way yeah. Ashley Young can can be at the level, despite him being a good professional. You can't I don't believe I don't believe you can play for the lower teams in the Premier League age 38 and survive. Yeah. yeah. You've got look at a Wobe, James Garner. You know, mm, just I think they'll struggle this year. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are rejects from other Premier League clubs, aren't they? Not quite made made it into like the the first team or being first team regulars. And like the next step is like Everton. That's what a lot of the players seem like. Yeah. Well, Sean mentioned they signed a strike from, from Sporting, but he's meant to be challenging Calvert-Lewin and Neil Mopé. Mopé hasn't scored the goal since last September. Well, that, that's a prime example, Neil Mopé. I mean, how many clubs have you had? How much do you pay for him? How much do you pay for him? I'll find out. You look keep talking no, about it. I'm sure he's like 12, something 12. Yeah, double digits. But that's well, what I mean. Like, just... that's, that's your job. That's your job. To score goals and he's not scored for how long? It's he, just what, it's September. He, he's more on a wind-up thing, though, isn't he? When he comes on, he's more there to aggravate people and you know get get the crowd going more than a you know twelve million, yeah, fifteen something like that, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be in trouble. They're going to be in big, big trouble. But Aston Villa look all right. You know, they looked all right the other day. Um, looks like they got their defensive issues sorted. Uh, Paul Torres has come in, and obviously it's going to take them a bit of time to get used to the game with um, 
with uh, Mings out for the rest of the season. But well, they got was, they got the guy back um, who they signed at the beginning of last season from um, was it Seville? Douglas is it Douglas Costa. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Diego Carlos. He's back now as well. I mean, Doug, sorry, Douglas Carlos. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't think too much of him when they when they did sign him. He had a bit of a torrid, didn't he, over the COVID period? Where he gave away like three penalties, didn't he, and he, yeah. into the games, stage games. Yeah. So who do you, who do you guys think are in bigger trouble, Wolves or Everton? Everton, Everton all day. I mean, Wolves, Wolves look like they have played, don't they? Ever. You, just... the, you only have to look at the Old Trafford performance from mm. Wolves, even, even yeah. though they lost and didn't score. But Everton don't look like they've got that type of performance in them. No. Ever, Everton looked terrible. I mean, just everything about them just looked like a, a team that's going to be struggling the whole season, just got no kind of good times ahead. Yeah, agree. Well, things Everton kind of did what Man United did in terms of like a scattergun approach to signing players, and they were left with so much crap. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. It's been like that. it's oh, been it's there. Like that. No, what's happened to Signals? Signals and what? What? No, that's been yeah, dropped that charge on it. I, I don't I, think I it's even a charge, was it? I think it was just uh, someone tried to blackmail him on, and then you know he didn't whatever, <laughs> didn't pay, and then like he's kind of gone off. You've got to get the recruitment right. Just look at look at Brighton at what they've done. It you've just got to you've got it's difficult, but you know, there are good players out there. But the recruitment they bought in, look who they brought in. Like we've just been well, talking about I mean, Mopey and just like James Garner. Just not gonna not gonna do you anything. I mean, it's not really that well, it's not really that difficult for the amount of resources that Premier League clubs to have a player profile. Look on Y Scout or one of them, and you know, be able to pick up a player that you think would be able to, you know, narrow down the kind of players that you want in certain positions, and then go and do your due diligence and find out what the player's about to see where he fits the ethos of the club. I mean, it's not rocket science, is it? But it seems like a lot of clubs just seem to be making a lot of the same mistakes and just buying names rather than buying, you know, someone who fits the club's uh, ethos and stuff like that. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Gentlemen, right, Tillemans, he was a free agent. You just mentioned Tillemans, Tillemans' name that pops up there. He was a free yeah. agent. Why are they not, not breaking the back end, getting them players? Instead, where's he gone? Villa. Yeah. Villa, yeah. yeah so no, they're the players that, that, that they should be getting, but instead they're going to, to places like Villa. But if you're, so, you're, you're, you're Tillemans, where would you go? Aston Villa or Everton? I know where I'd go. Okay. Well, Arguably, Everton bigger club than Villa. I'm not sure. Uh, you've got to think of your prospects going forward. Exactly. Top seven, one's going to be in the bottom four. Going forward, you look at that brand new stadium on the on the sea. You know. Yeah, that's it's about where you finish in the league. Exactly. I understand that, but you know, it's it's if to get get it right on the pitch, no, it does look bright, but it doesn't look like. I mean, what, what, why would you categorise Everton in terms of uh, attraction to other Premier League clubs? No. Are they an attractive club to go to? No. Well, it's always going to be a third choice, isn't it? Second or third choice. It's never going yeah. to be a lot play for Everton. And that, that's why they end up paying big wages and, you know, and then players just kind of mugging them off, half-hearted kind of stuff. You know, we've seen it throughout probably the whole Premiership history. Where they've just signed uh, bad signing after bad signing. I 
probably just. I mean, how many good signings can you name from Everton mm. that, they've, that they've made, really? Well, the managers have been through in the last five, six years. You know, from Ronald yeah, Koeman. No, no stability. No. Well, I, still, I still think Rooney will end up there, lads. I still think Rooney will end up there. Manager? Probably, yeah. He's, probably, he's just probably getting his, um, you know, a bit of experience working over there, isn't he? Possibly. Possibly. Well, look, since, got experience since, in that. since 2013, Everton have had 10 head coaches, albeit Unsworth was there twice as caretaker, but 10. It's it's staggering, really staggering. And Duncan Ferguson, really, they went downhill. Yeah, Duncan Ferguson, he was at yeah. Forest Green and said, if Everton or Real Madrid come for me, I wouldn't leave. And now he's come back as kit man, has he? <laughs> and he said that while he was eating one of those vegan burgers as well, wasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. yeah no, plant-based. Plant-based. Cuddling a ball boy. Christ, I hope he's not watching. <laughs> Steve, Liverpool beat, Liverpool beat Bournemouth 3-1. It weren't easy, though. It went a goal behind, but they fought back. Yeah, I think they're going to be fine, Liverpool. I think I think they're only going to get better. They've improved the midfield. Um, oh, you've got to say Van Dijk and Alexander-Arnold are still two of the best defenders, albeit, you know, Alexander-Arnold doesn't get noted for his defending, but the fact that he can play from the back and then jump join up in midfield. And obviously the strike force is probably not as it was or ever will be. But it's got goals in it. It's got excitement and pace in it. And they've probably got five players for three shirts where they can vary it about. They're going to be, they're going to be brilliant. Um, and they're going to be in the top four, I think. Even though they were happy with the point against Chelsea first game, I only expect them to get better. How do you think you lot, gonna, how do you think, you lot think Liverpool will do at the weekend? Obviously, they've got Newcastle. Six subs for Rod? Yeah, tough game, isn't it? I think a very tough game. How 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 are they going to break them down? I mean, I do love Jota and um, uh, Diaz on the wings. I think they're great players. Uh, and as as, as was stated, uh, you know they got you know lots of options up front. So you know, as they can, they've only got you know going up. I think in a, a lot better season than they did have previous. Okay, okay. Well, Saj, talk to me. Arsenal beat Crystal Palace one nil. Penalty or no penalty? Definitely penalty. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In, in the build up. What about the build up? What about the build up? No, I mean, I mean, the ref was giving soft fouls, so it it could have been a foul, but you know, I don't think that was a foul. He's kind of dived on the floor. Um, was it? Um, who was it? Who was the one who? His party blocked off someone, didn't he? But yeah, the, that happens at corners all the time. So I, I, I don't, I don't think it was a foul. No, no way. I mean, Arsenal looked very comfortable throughout the game. They didn't really look like Crystal Palace were going to trouble them. Uh, I was quite happy with the performance. I mean, it's a slow burner with them. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. See how we move forward. But I was happy with the ten men. How they kind of held firm and probably. Arteta made the, the subs at the right time to keep the ball. 
Uh, and they they looked a lot more comfortable when the subs came on. No trouble at all. Who have you got next? Who have Arsenal got next? Fulham. Playing Fulham, is it? Yep. Ah, Fulham. That's got to be three points, surely. Yeah, I think they'll be quite comfortable against Fulham. Fulham are, you know, especially selling Mitrovic now. I mean, they've got um, the, the lad from Wolves up front now. So it's, I think it's going to take time yeah, for them good. to bed in. To, to bed in and, you know, try and uh, can maintain the season that they had last season. So I think it's probably the right time to play them at the moment. If you win that one, are you saying Arsenal going to win the league? No, not at all. <laughs> no, I'm not that, <laughs> not that foolish anymore. I mean, you, we don't, you know, we need to wait till the end. But it's, it's about getting a little run, getting a good run at the beginning and then giving yourself a base to, uh, to finish strongly, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, other results. Let's have a look. What other results were there? Fulham lost 3-0 against Brentford, which I'm guessing Sadge is pretty happy, given that Fulham have got Arsenal at the weekend. And Forest beat Sheffield United 2-1. Happy days for Nottingham Forest. Boys, let's talk about this because we have to do it. Mason Greenwood. He's been shown the door by Manchester United, even though they said in their statement something along the lines of there's no evidence that he committed a crime. Listen, I, I don't know what you lot think about this whole situation. I just think United fucked up from day one and they haven't even... It's almost as if they've tried too hard to, to sweep it under the carpet, but the carpet has got a bulge now. Do you know what I mean? What do you I mean lot think? It's terrible. Sorry, I'll, I'll let you guys talk because I know it's more more to do with your clubs. And no, stuff. no, good man. No, no, go for it. Well, I, I think it's terrible. To be fair, how can you be, you know, judged by the uh, public, and you've been kind of, um, you know, acquitted by by the courts? You know, if this the route we're if this is the route we're going down, I don't know how many players are going to be, you know, expelled or you know having to leave clubs for reasons that have not been, you know, found guilty in court. I think it's horrendous and, you know, kangaroo court. It's terrible. I mean, obviously, the videos and the, what, what came out on social media um, were horrendous. But, again, it's about uh, rehabilitation. Has he, has, you know, has he rehabilitated, rehabilitated himself? Has he been through that process? Has he... But, even does he have to, you know, make that public as well? Uh, I mean, there's so many questions there. It's been badly, badly handled by Manu, and they've had no strategy and plan to kind of bring him back. It's been terrible. And the funny thing is, right? You know, I say funny; it's not funny. But he he said he's been cleared of all charges, but they were dropped. How can you... What? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I, I mean. I, I mean, you could. You, there's, there's many examples of lots of players out there. I mean, for example, Joe Barton. I mean, how many times did he have misdemeanors with the court, and you know he's been was welcomed back. So, you know, I mean, there, there's got to be a balance, and there's got to be kind of rules in place that, you know, can a player come back? Can a player be rehabilitated? You know, we've we've had this previously with Mender as well, where he's cleared. Of all charges, and now you know where, where's it gonna where's it gonna end? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the thing is, I don't, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this. In all fairness, because 
you know, the club have done what they can to kind of wash their hands of the whole situation, but also word it in a way that he doesn't look guilty. Because, because if they do that, then people will be on their case saying, well, you've been protecting him for all this time. I don't know, Steve, is, it some, is there some kind of protocol with clubs, do you know, for something like this? I mean, obviously, it's a rare case that we know of anyway. Yeah, uh, I, I, I've, I've no idea, none whatsoever. But, you know, we're still saying that Manchester United are the biggest club in Britain and one of the biggest clubs in the world. I'm sure they have sp- explored absolutely everything, all the, the dynamics and logistics of is the juice worth the squeeze here? You know, is it, you know, um, pro, you know, progressive for us to go forward with, with this player to come back and, and, and wear the shirt for us again? You know, there must have been so many lawyers, um, you know, people willing, you know, advice. There won't have been a trick missed here and he's gone. So we're living in a different world. It changes every year. Um We've seen it, you know, diversity, women's football, um, the rights of people. Um, as, 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 you know, as Saj says, you know, courts, kangaroo courts. If Manchester United would have thought it was actually, you know, percentage-wise, better for him to be a Manchester United player, it'd still be there. They've clearly done their own work and worked out that the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Well, Man United's revenue for 2022 was $97 million. Now, if they brought back Mason Greenwood, which I think would have been the wrong decision anyway, so I'm glad that he's no longer at the club. Can you imagine how many sponsors would have said, uh-uh, well, nope. All that, all that. They'll, they'll have worked it all out. They'll have worked it all out. And then, you know, including a football decision, let's not forget that he's not trained with a group. He's possibly not kicked a ball for, for two years. Um, you know what footballers are like when they've had a hamstring strain or they're coming back for pre-season and they've had three weeks out and they feel rusty. You're asking, you're asking someone, you know, it's not, it's not like just getting back on a bike again. You've got to perform at the top of the Premier League. They actually right. probably didn't even think it was worth it from a football point of view. Yeah, you're right. Rod, what do you think, mate? Uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate. It would have been interesting to, to see the outcome if he was white. Um, if, this, if it was the same outcome, that would have been interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just been handled poorly. He's been hung out to dry. Yeah. By, by, by his own fault, really. But he's been hung out to dry by his club. It should have been sorted this long time ago. Uh, and they've obviously put it to, to public opinion and um, yeah, it's time to go. Would the situation have been a bit different if Sir Alex was still head coach or manager? This would have been done, dusted, mm. bomb, bomb. It would have been sorted there and then. It was cutthroat, Stella, you know that. It was cutthroat. But if we had a relationship, say if it say say for instance it was Ryan and the relationship, it was like a father son relationship. Depends what kind of relationship he's got with him, but and it depends. Remember, this guy was a proper talent. Left foot, right foot, would score goals from any position, free kicks, you name it. He was talked about an hundred million pound player. Yes, he hasn't played for two years, but 
he's, he's a special kid, he's a special talent, so I'm sure he gain that again. But like Stez has said, just said, it just wasn't worth it for him. So, you know, he's been hung out to dry. And, you know, hopefully he can get his career back on track somewhere else. But they could have used it as a positive. They could have used it as a positive. And, and nice. helped charities or gone a different way. But instead, they've gone and hung him out to dry. It's just not worth it for him. So, yeah. Should we move on? Yeah, well, that was, that was, yeah okay. again, yeah, no, I think it, is a, it would be can he go 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 away and rebuild himself again, and then maybe you know get. Well, I, if I was him, I'd probably move abroad, probably rebuild. I don't think I think he'll struggle to get another English club. You need a couple of years, yeah, yeah, you need, need a couple of years away for it to kind of you know be fish and chip paper. Yesterday's news for him to be able to come back and perform in the Premier League again, I believe. Time's a big healer. You, you bang a few goals in, but five years' time down the line, yeah, so we've seen seen it before. We've seen it before. You know, there, there's times. You know, Paul Gascoigne. People love it. You know, he, the stuff that he did with his ex-wife. So, and it, and it's more examples that I won't go into. But you know, it's all down to him now. You know, I know he's married. He's, he's with the girl, he's he's having a baby together, so it's I think not. He's had it. I think he had it. baby, yeah. He's a father now. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so it's not ending toxically. He's learned from it. His, his parents, his parents, his parents must think he's a good kid because if it was my daughter, I'd want to kill him, and I would never mind go back with him. So, yeah. no, he's a real good kid and out of character. So, you know, just move on. It's unfortunate. Well, the thing is, I'd be interested. Okay, obviously, it's if spots and maybes, and it's all hypothetical. But I know the Athletic did a really strong deep dive into the situation, and I think if if I'm not mistaken, I'll, I'll find the link. But they wrote a, a piece about it that United were actually thinking about bringing him back. But then... why have they leave it so long, Stel? They've exerted every every option, like Stel Stes has just said. They'd have mm. gone through every nook and cranny, and then they put it out. Then they've leaked a little bit out and see what the public opinion is. And a few Rachel Rileys later, he's down the road. Uh, yeah, I think I think the problem is they leaked. Well, they made a statement last week, which indicated that they'd kind of be bringing him back, and they probably looked at the kind of uh, kickback from that, and probably again. But well, as he said, it's, it's not worth the, the juice. Is not worth the worth the squeeze. Yeah. So uh, you know, again, he, was he sponsored by Nike before? Obviously, Nike are one of the major sponsors um, at Man United. He was as soon as the court case came up, Nike got rid of him. So again, was that a major player in it as well? Him wearing a Nike kit? They, do they want to be associated with it? I mean, there's many, many factors behind it. United Adidas now. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Sorry, totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally you watch the big Adidas, they're the big sponsor. They may well have contacted someone at United and said, you know, well, we're not happy with this. Yeah, my bad. A lot, of the, a lot of the big sponsors might have got in touch with them. So yeah, said, cool. Yeah, we've seen this and we're not going to jack with it. You know, I think. You've been watching UK Gold. <laughs> yeah, UK Gold, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the classics. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's it's 
obviously a, a sensitive subject, but you know, the, the fact that you've got a player with so much ability, so much potential, and he'd throw it away like that. And look, the the things that we saw on social media, obviously it's easy to jump on the sort of the bandwagon with social media when you see things, because obviously things can be photoshopped, edited or whatever, but there were things there that you could say, crying out loud, man, for any club to take a punt on this on this lad after what he's done to her and with the, the evidence from the audio, from the photographs and whatnot, okay, you could say that, you know, uh, most clubs will be stupid to take him back. But the fact is, there are going to be clubs out there, outside of Europe or even within Europe, that would take a punt on him. There have been players that have done a lot worse, yeah, and a lot – listen, I hate to do this, but I don't want to bring it up, but there's a, there's a player that plays in Cyprus that was convicted of raping a girl and he did prison time and he's still playing professional football. So it's not as if Greenwood will never find a club ever again, but I think it will be a club that doesn't really care too much about what people say. Or what, do you get what I'm saying? I don't think... Yeah, I, no, I mean, the weird, the weird thing is... If he was crap, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Be gone well, straight away. Talented kid. Or they, 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 no, it's all about money. Mm. But if he was crap, we wouldn't have this conversation. He sacked down the road. See you later. I, I, I think there signs there from early, though, weren't there? You know, if you look at the Iceland game where I think him and Froden got caught, you know, whatever, messaging girls and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the, the, the texts came out and some of the, the language was vile. Some of them, he could he should have been pulled up there. I mean, if you look at Froden's trajectory and Greenwood's trajectory, totally different. And, you know, it seems like Froden's kind of cleared up. He's like more of a family man now. And Greenwood kind of continued in that behaviour. But, you know, Man United or England should have kind of pulled him up there and said, like, listen, buck up your ideas. Wasn't he doing those balloons as well? The problem with these these young footballers, seeing it close hand, these young footballers, and they think they can talk to people and do what they fucking want, and they just can't. And Mm. some of them just need a proper good slapping because... They're just footballers, but sometimes the, the, the way they, they treat people, yeah, it's just... Um, it's it, it's ahead not, of themselves, they, they, they get pampered and, and, and they think they can get away with anything. They just can't. And, they, and this one's obviously always at the map way, way, way too much. And it's a real issue. Yeah. But then that's where the club's got a kind of, you know, Install some discipline, and he's got to have the kind of support network around him. But but then but then you got maybe look at the family. You know, at the end of the day, you know, how how you growing up, how your morals and values are. You're speaking to women like that. So you're not going to have a of a, of a great kind of uh, childhood. Or, or, you know, you can be brought up well and, and know what's right from wrong, and still be a prick. Yeah, it's just, you know what I mean? It's just, you can't, everyone, it's, yeah, it's just, it's difficult. It's a difficult situation because you've got to pamper to these people because you've got to keep them happy. So mm. it's, it's, a, it's a balancing act. But Fergu
So it's, it's, it's difficult. Well, again, it's difficult because, you know, social media, all the stories leak out. Now, if you do anything, he could probably hide them away back in the day. But now, you do one so, thing and it's out straight away, you know. Yeah. So if videos about in 25 years, I'd be in big, big trouble. I think we all would. Big, big, big trouble. Especially on my 21st birthday party in Trap 2. Big, big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Someone might be watching and trying to find the old CCTV. There was watching. Fuck it up. Well, look, just, just one, just one more thing on the whole Mason Greenwood thing, and this is the other thing that maybe you guys can clarify because I still don't know how this is going to work out. Man United said that they're going to help him find a new club. What does that even mean? That means they're going to send him to somewhere that they want him to go. They're not going to send him to a rival, basically. Yeah, anyone. It's more than that. It's mental health exit route. That the trauma that the lad is going through now, that they have made a decision that, that gets it to this point. If anything awkward happens to him, um, they cannot be accused that they've not helped him with an exit route. Ah, mm. oh, covering their tracks. Okay. Well, they'll be believing that they're doing that genuinely. But um, there's a lot changed, I think, since Lad's youth player at City uh, or a schoolboy player who went on to commit suicide. Mm. He couldn't, couldn't handle his release, apparently. Mm. Uh, they will be uh, a duty of care. Let me let, let that's a sensible sentence. There's a duty of care with something so big going on. And such a big organisation that they are doing their bit, as well as entries, they're doing their bit with exits. Mm. Well, if Man United have a wellness officer, I'm sure he'll be working double overtime at the moment. Well, they're all up now, haven't they? Crossing the eyes and dotting, crossing the T's and dotting the eyes. Yeah. Phone calls. <laughs> they won't be having home visits or anything like that. They'll just be covering the bats. Yeah, Zoom calls and all of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's you know, is it is it really you know? Are they really? Is there passion behind it? They, do they really want to help them, or is it as we said, just lips it? We'll, lip never, we'll never know. We'll never exactly. know. Exactly. Exactly. Well, the juice it goes back to squeeze. Hmm? Squeeze is never the juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said the juice. Loves that one. Where have you got that one from, Stairs? Top, top boy. I never thought we'd have a top boy reference on this show, honestly. I never thought we'd do it. There's a new one coming out this month. September, mate. September 16th. Great show. I have to admit, great show. Yeah, it was very good. I started watching Lucifer the other week and I got bored after like the second series. So that was fucking ridiculous. Here's one for you tonight. Well, tomorrow, Swamp Kings on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. What's that about? One of the, one of the untold. Um, it's about the Florida Gators University in America. American oh, okay. Team, college team. Okay. Lovely, lovely. Steve, any recommendations? No, I'm. I'm I'm still match of the day, 25 past 10 Saturday night. That's that, that's all life. I'm, I'm, I'm still Coronation Street, mate. So don't worry about me. He loves How's Kirk. Kirk. You know that. Yeah, he loves that's Kirk. Ask. How's Kirk <laughs> getting on? Yeah, he loves Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Crikey. Oh, bye. Well, boys, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Wow, we'll great be back to see you. time next week. Till next time.